This podcast is for those of you who want to start or grow your business. You inhale everything you can about improving your mindset and may even have the action plan, but what's getting in your way every time? It's those damn human emotions. I'm Jessica Lee McKinley, life coach for millennial entrepreneurs and your host of the What's Happening podcast. Hello, hapsters. Welcome back. Welcome back. I am really pumped that we've started this new tradition of Hapster of the Week because at now when I'm preparing this podcast, I just get to go through the session notes from all of my clients and look through and see who I want to shout out. And now I'm kind of like, I've added something <laughs> to my list that's just a whole nother set of decisions. Like how do I even choose my clients are just crushing it right now. I don't know how else to delicately put it for you guys, but they're killing it. It's so fun because last week we actually had a record number of people come on live to be coached during the group session and three of the people were coached on their feelings about their business growing too fast. <laughs> and it was funny because there were some newer people on and I could see their faces like, wait, I want that problem. That's not my problem. <laughs> and I just remember those clients being the new people wanting that problem too. And it just reminds me that problems are forever and life is forever 50-50. And as human beings, we're always going to find something to problem solve. And it's a beautiful thing. Beautiful. We never want it to feel always positive because then really the positive is going to start to turn into nothingness and dullness and then we'll make that a negative. <laughs> so uh, let it be 50-50 and wherever you are uh, is perfect. Just bring it to coaching. So in the meantime, I did land on one hapster of the week, um, but they're all you guys are all crushing it. But this week, I really wanted to shout out Christine O'Donnell. Christine is a podcast coach. What a cool title, right? And that's actually how we met. She was someone that through the interwebs, I was a guest on another podcast and I was telling her about how I'd been procrastinating starting this podcast. Can't even believe you guys. It's been over a year since that fateful day when I finally signed up for a session with Christine. Didn't know her. I was like, all right, just let's do this. And within two weeks, I think, of having that session, my podcast was launched. Meanwhile, I had been preparing. I had bought all of my equipment. I had all the outlines for everything for like months and months and months. I think like six, seven, eight months. And I hadn't done anything with it. So thank God for Christine. And she is the um, host of, she has a membership called the Bright Siders membership, Bright Sight Media. Uh, it's bright sighted media is her company and she uh, has this membership for podcasters that are looking to grow so if you're listening to this and you have a podcast you must connect with her you can find her on instagram at the christine od or that's c-h-r-i-s-t-i-n-e-o-d the christine od or you can find her at her website bright sighted.com so that's bright S-I-G-H-T-E-D.com. And this week, she's just done so many cool things. I'm a, a member of this, uh, m this membership she has for podcasters, and I'm just watching all of her clients in there really 
see results immediately. People are in there for like a week and they're like, oh my God, my downloads are up. My, um, my viewers are up. My subscribers are up. It's so fun. And uh, she's also been really applying all of the things we've been talking about in our sessions too. So on the flip side, she's been using neutral as a superpower, which we're going to talk about a little bit tonight. She's been creating intentional feelings before taking action and then setting up feedback loops after action. And she's just fully in the feels. I actually uh, gave her an invite to Clubhouse weeks ago when I first got my invite. And before I even got a chance to pop in there, she was already in like the next day moderating. (laughs) And she just dives in. She is an ideal client, someone who's willing to Uh, Just take the action, feel the fear, and do it anyway, right? Um, You need to find and follow her over on Clubhouse for sure. Christine O'Donnell, um, she's moderating and adding value like whoa. So congrats, uh, Christine, on being Hapster of the Week. I'm so proud of you. It's a pleasure to be our coach. And uh, without further ado, let's jump into the episode. Okay, so feelings in business. Let us just get one thing straight right off the gate, right out the gate, off the gate, out the gate. Feelings and business do mix. It's not, it's just not how you think, okay? So we're going to go through a couple of ways that feelings fit into business and why it is so important that whether you're running a corporation or you're, you have a startup or you just are an idea form, you need to understand this part of how to manage your emotions and create your emotions and understand the emotions of everybody involved in your business. Okay, so number one, the slogan of this podcast, business isn't personal, but it is emotional. Okay, humans, we're emotional. The owners of businesses, you, employees, and clients, they're all humans. And pretending otherwise is really going to limit your business. So I just wanted to reiterate that point before moving on to the next. Business isn't personal. No, that's not what I'm saying. But it is emotional. And so when for whatever reason someone's having an emotion and we try and ignore it in business or when we're the business owner ourselves having you know, an emotion and we want to stifle it and just move on and we think we can just take action over top of it without fixing the thought or the feeling that's happening. Fixing is the wrong word, but um, without looking at it, exposing it and deciding if we want to keep it or not, that is a mistake that's going to come out and bite you. Okay. So uh, number one is business isn't personal, but it is emotional. Important to know. Number two is we all as human beings make decisions with the goal of going towards a positive emotion and or away from a negative emotion. This counts for clients, yes, but also for us as business owners. So this is why scheduling doesn't work without the proper feelings behind them. Um, And because you can't out action a you can't out action a bad thought or a feeling. And I, I always say to my clients, my client, Amanda in particular, she started quoting this all of the time, that it's not what you say or how you say it. It's how you feel when you say it. 
It's one of the most important things I make sure that people understand before going into an important conversation. One like um, asking for a promotion or having a difficult conversation with a, um, let's say, an unsatisfied customer or an employee who isn't showing up or is breaking rules that you've set in place with your policies for your business, any of those challenging conversations, we want to make sure that we clean up our thoughts and feelings to at least get down to neutral before we act and we take the action in our business, okay? It's why coaching is so important because also with scheduling, you're never going to feel like doing certain parts of your business. (laughs) So if you feel doubt, for example, about yourself or your business, you're going to avoid or sabotage the action. So just notice what feelings you have before you go to approach your schedule. And if when you are looking at something that you want to do, it feels cringe, notice that you're creating that with the thought that's in your brain. So it's just a good um, sign for me that, oh, maybe I need to do a model or maybe I need to get coached up before I do this. Or maybe am I willing to take some messy action and see what it creates and then look back on this and see how maybe it wasn't, you know, it, it, I could have gotten a better result if my thoughts and feelings were cleaner, but I was willing to get an okay result in the interim just to get it done because sometimes we got to do it, we got to do it, right? But neutral is a superpower. In the beginning, you don't need the most positive feelings, okay? You don't need to feel motivated or confident or proud necessarily. You just need to put on your scientist hat. This is all an experiment to gather data and get better. That's a thought that I use constantly that will help you feel neutral and to actually show up consistently, okay? So in the beginning, like I said, you don't necessarily need to feel a positive emotion to take the action that you need. You just need to get down to neutral so that as you're taking the action, you know, you can show up with your scientist hat on and experiment. Um, That is how I started my entire career was in happiness experiments. And that's basically what I was doing was taking things that people had preconceived positive or negative um, ideas about and wiping my own prejudgments of it getting to neutral and just going out there experimenting and see what happens. And that's a great place to get to before you are taking some action. If you're feeling negative emotion, it's probably because you have thoughts about how it's going to turn out or what's going to happen. You don't know. So the best way to know is usually to take the action, right? And experiment. All right. And knowing this fact about feelings in business, the fact that, um, we're all showing up as humans going towards a positive emotion and are away from a negative emotion, it's going to allow you to hack your brain and get the most out of you and your employees and your clients. Amazing. So number three, and this is a goodie, people take all of their actions based on an emotion. So people buy when they're feeling safe or optimistic, when they feel trust, desire, understood, clear, aligned. People go elsewhere to other businesses or they don't buy from you when they feel disconnected, unclear, pessimistic, unseen, betrayed, annoyed, hesitant, confused. 
when you understand buyer emotions, your job is simple. It's not to sell them, like some people tell me, right? Like you're selling me. I'm not selling you. It's to, I'm offering you some thoughts that will help you feel a positive buying emotion, right? But you have to actually take it. And I would never uh, try and force someone to take my thought. <laughs> I offer it and then I sit back. It's up to you, right? Same goes for staff and coworkers, this same um, emotional state and knowing where they're at. Different sets of emotions, but equally important. Remember, the goal is not to control or manipulate their emotions, which is ultimately impossible, (laughs) okay? It's to be aware of their emotions and to be responsible. Actually, we're going to go through all of the, the steps, but... It's a five-step process, but I just really quickly, I want to touch on why it's impossible to control or manipulate people's emotions because some of you listening might be listening like, well, I don't know about that. Like, I feel like I can influence other people's feelings. People will tell me. Now, technically what influence is, is that you become their circumstance. You say something or do something and then they adopt that thought or think something then and then they feel differently after having interacted with you in some way right this is an influence so yes you can become their circumstance and they because of the circumstance can choose to think a different thing they can adopt your thought they can believe you they can agree with you and that's true but that still has to be their choice and you can do it a thousand different ways and there might be a situation in which you just can't influence them right and that's not the goal anyway right the goal is not to control or manipulate other people and definitely not what they feel we just want to make sure that um, we are doing our part to offer them what will help them right okay so the five steps to offering feelings step one It's to be aware of their emotion and what they're feeling. Step two is to be responsible for your feelings. Step three is to be honest about the path to the the emotion that they want. Step four is to communicate how you or your business can bridge that gap. And then step five is to offer them a new feeling. I love this and I use it all the time and it wasn't until I was recording this or preparing for this podcast that I put this into actionable steps for you guys because this really is what I'm doing. I'm just doing it in the moment on the spot and I've been doing it for so long that I kind of have a rhythm of this, but you can totally steal this. Okay, so let's say for example, you are a fitness coach and you're on a consult with a client, right? This is what I used to do. So I used to do fitness coaching before life and business coaching. And so it is very, um, I know it's a very familiar example for me. Okay. So you're on a fitness coaching consult and a client says that they have tried a million things and nothing has worked. You identify that their feeling is a bit pessimistic, a little hesitant, maybe some self-doubt. And of course you can actually ask them if you want, but the better you get at this, you don't really have to be a robot. You can just, we can make some assumptions once we get better at this. And so knowing that, then you go to step two. Through my own thought work, I I already feel confident, curious, and compassionate 
and deep belief in the client or the potential client and connection with them. Um, And I bring these emotions as fuel for the call. So what I always recommend is before any uh, consultation or before you go to make any sales calls or however you, you run your sales process or your marketing process, you get a clean head and you decide on the emotions that you want to bring. So those for me, curious and confident, I did another podcast episode way back called Selling Fuel and I go into great detail about that. So I bring those emotions as fuel for the call, not, I don't bring my agenda for them to create a certain result from working with me, which sounds weird to some of you, right? But that is actually not my job. My job is to not to have an agenda. It's just old space for the client and just show them what's possible. And then they get to make all the decisions. I meet them where they're at and I don't accidentally compromise my policies to get them to sign on. Now, when I don't have clean emotions, if I'm feeling desperate to sign a client or if I'm feeling scarce, I might start to compromise my policies if they start to ask, hey, well, do you do like, would you be willing to divide up the payment plan by 10 or could I only do it for one month and try it out or all these things that aren't my policies? The truth is, is that when I do like start to show up in that compromising state because I'm feeling those negative emotions usually has the opposite of the intended effect where I'm trying to accommodate them, but it's not from the right emotions, right? So step two there would be to make sure that I'm responsible for feeling confident, curious, compassionate, and in deep belief in myself and what I'm offering and in them and their capability of doing it and feeling connected to them. So those are my my favorite um, emotions to bring. Step three is to tell them the truth. <laughs> so in this case, it would look something like this. I get why you're scared because you're focused on the past and there aren't any results there in the past for you. If you really want results, you're gonna have to come to the future with me. It'll require you to be open to a new version of yourself. And if you're not at least open, I'm going to have to tell you that no program is going to be able to deliver you the magic results that you really want and that are completely available to you, but you're going to have to be open, right? So I tell them the truth. I tell them exactly what I see. I don't sugarcoat it. I get direct. Why? Because I, that my only job is to tell them the truth, show them what's possible, and then let them decide. It's not my job to sign them. It's not my job to rush them to a result, okay? Step four is is this is how I help you stay accountable to the shift, right? X, Y, Z are the results you can create, et cetera. This is the place where I'm starting to tell them how I can bridge the gap from where they are to where they want to go. So I've told them the truth. I've identified how they're feeling and the truth what I'm, the version of the truth that I'm telling them has to do with the emotion, the negative emotion that I've identified that they're feeling. Otherwise, I wouldn't bring that up, right? And I'm making sure that I'm clean in it. And then finally, for I'm starting to say, this is how I'm going to do it, right? I help you stay accountable to the shift to the future. I do X, Y, Z, blah, blah, blah. These are the results you can create, etc. And then step five, honestly, it requires some emotional upheaval. But overall, this process is so fun. 
that's where you hit them with the with the right hook which is you offer them a better emotion i it's my favorite way to end any session or any um, model or any like ending of a conversation starting to a new topic with my clients You'll hear, even as I say it now, I think of my client, Jen, who makes fun of me now every time I say so fun. She's like, I love it. I love it. But I say it all the time because it's true. Like every single thing that we worry about could be so fun if we wanted to make it so. And when I think about all the results that my clients want to come to make, I just think that's so fun. I love creating results. So fun. And that type of energy drives it. And people crave that. The reason they want to create results in the first place is because they want to feel a certain way, right? That's what we just learned about feelings in business. Every decision we make is to go towards a positive emotion or away from a negative emotion. And so you can't just overload them with information. In the case of a client, the best thing to do here is to just show them the path, show them what's true and what's right in front of them, honor and like respect what they're feeling, come with compassion and curiosity, ask them the questions, don't just preach again. So you can't do this if you haven't done your due diligence and you haven't done that curiosity work. But then once you have, you get to tell them the truth, tell them how you could help them, show them and paint the future, and then hit them with the emotion they really want, which is that this really doesn't have to be painful it could be so fun so fun all right you guys this is why feelings in business is so important from startup to corporate use this knowledge as your competitive advantage works like a charm